Hi everyone, this is Anna from the Don't Mind Me podcast. Whether this is your first time listening or your 20th time, thank you. My prayer is that this podcast will encourage you, whether you are in a mountaintop season or in a valley season. Before we get into today's episode, I did want to ask you just two things. Number one, if you enjoy this podcast, please share it. Share with your friends, share it with your neighbors, share it with anyone that you think might be encouraged by it. And second, please, if you haven't already, go ahead and give us a five-star rating, as this will definitely just ensure that even more people will get to see it and listen to it. Thank you so much, and I hope you enjoy this week's episode of the Don't Mind Me podcast. Hey everyone, this is Anna from the Don't Mind Me podcast. Before we get into today's episode, I want to take a minute to tell you a little bit about my sponsor, Dr. Ben Daniel Ministry. Um, If you are new to the Greenville area or if you currently live in Greenville and are maybe looking for a new dentist, I'm telling you, you have got to go to Dr. Ben Daniel. Um, I've been going to Dr. Daniel since I was probably six or seven years old. So over 20 years makes me feel old, but I have absolutely loved every minute of going to him. Um, Not only does he keep my teeth clean, he also takes time to pray with me, to take time to learn more about my life. And he just really, really cares about each and every patient that he has. And so do all the people that he works with. Um, He's a strong Christian. He's a great friend of this podcast and a great friend of mine. I highly recommend that you check out Dr. Ben Daniel Dentistry. If you want to learn a little bit more, there'll be a link to my bio. Hi, everyone. This is Anna from the Don't Mind Me podcast. And today, as always, I'm very excited uh, because I'm here with everybody's favorite guest, Mr. Zach Benson. Zach, go ahead and say hi to everyone. Well, I would hope I'm the favorite guest, but thank you for listening. Thanks, everyone, for Have me on again. And Anna, thanks always for letting me come back on your podcast. Love doing this with you and love recording these podcasts. (laughs) Of course, of course. Well, the people I've spoken, the most listened to ones have been yours and Alana. So I will say, I think that you guys are definitely the favorites. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, we're going to talk about something that's really important to both of us. And that is singleness. And we're going to talk about this. Yes, I know that we are in a relationship, all you naysayers out there, okay? We are in a relationship, we get it, but we were both single for a long time. And technically, we're still single because we're we're not married and we don't have children, so that that is the definition of singleness. But he's not available to date, so... I'm not saying that. <laughs> no, I'm not available. Yeah, she, she's not either, folks. We're unavailable. Um, but anyway, but that being said, we both have been single for a long time. And this is just something that is very near and dear to our hearts because I think that you especially mm-hmm. um, were a leader, like, in a singles group. Mm-hmm. And um, I got to be a part of that for a short, short time. But I've really gotten to, um, like, lead smaller groups and things like that of singles. And this is just something that I think – you know, I don't think the church really knows what to do with people who are single past 25, or at least the Southern church doesn't. And so I, agree. I think yeah. it's such an important thing to talk about. And, you know, I think first what we can do is maybe just talk about like maybe some of the misconceptions or why, I mean, why do you think that people just don't like being single? I agree with what you said and that we both, this is on our heart and that mm-hmm. we want to do something in the theme of Valentine's Day, which yeah. we did celebrate Valentine's Day, our first Valentine's Day last week. Um, I cooked Anna a nice dinner, a nice hibachi chicken and rice so dinner. So fun. You even gave me a show with the knives. 
I did. I tried the onion volcano. It did not work. It just it just sprayed olive oil everywhere. Yeah, so. so it almost got in your eye. I was concerned. Yeah, I was okay. I was okay. But um, not as good as they do at the restaurant. But anyway, the food turned out really good. It was so. really good. Yeah. We'll give it another go another time. Mm-hmm. But, but yes, we wanted to do something in the spirit of Valentine's. And I do think we might do a two-part podcast here where we talk about transitioning into dating. But I do think let's really just talk about singleness. Um, I was single for a very long time until I was 31 years old and met you. And then you've been single um, for a while here as well. And so we have friends that we still keep, uh, have very good relationships with that are single and in this season of singleness. Um, Some even lately that I've gotten breakfast with and talked with and in conversation have expressed kind of the discontentment with this season. I know I've been there before I was there really, you know, three, four years ago, really discontent and singleness. Mm -hmm. And I think if I could go back and the advice I would have given to my past self from what I know now, and that's what I wanted to share today, was just encouragement, Mm -hmm. um, but also just um, advice for people that are in this season of life and aren't happy, that are discontent. Mm -hmm. But I think, like you said, we're talking about, um, we're talking about misconceptions of singleness I think one that I think of is, well, one, we always hear that singleness is a gift, right? That's what everybody says. Singleness is a gift. Well, it is. It is. <laughs> it is a gift. It definitely is. We'll get into that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think in the beginning, we view it as the gift that nobody wants, right? Yeah. And so I think back, uh, like, it, you ever go into the Christmas party, and there's you do the swapping of gifts, and there's always the gift that keeps coming back that nobody wants. Mm-hmm. And so... I even think in my small group that at one point there was a, we had ceramic dolphins and the dolphins have made their way back every year. But we joked that whoever got the dolphins would one that would get married that year. But it was always like, ah, oh, you got the dolphins, you're still single. So <laughs> it's like, no, I don't want that gift, take it back. Somebody else take it. Who wants the dolphins? And that's how we view it is, it's like, hey, I know it's a gift, but I don't want it. But I think that, you know, the misconceptions is that I think sometimes we can view it as almost a spiritual flaw in somebody that mm-hmm. if you're not married that, oh, well, you're not as spiritually mature as someone who's married or, you know, you're not qualified to do this or this because you're single. And I don't think that's biblical at all. I think, mm-hmm. you know, we look at like Paul in the, in the New Testament that he spent his entire life in ministry mm-hmm. single as well. Well, and we think about this too, right? Mm-hmm. Um, like you're a leader at your church, like you're a deacon. Mm-hmm. And I remember you tell people often that you did not think that you were going to be a deacon until you were married. Mm-hmm. Um, I did so think that. It was surprising to you that you were single and asked to be a deacon. Yeah, it was. And that was something I had to think for myself, like, oh, wait, can I even be a deacon if I'm single? And mm-hmm. I talked with people that um, who, whose guidance I trusted. And they said, yeah, cer- certainly you can be a deacon and single. Mm-hmm. And so I've done that as a, as a single man, as well as, um, like you said, leading a life group for a season as single and unmarried. But mm-hmm. I think that, yeah, we view it as a spiritual flaw and that's not the case. And I also like what you talked about in the church. I think that we have a tendency to isolate singles as well. Mm-hmm. And um, just kind of forget about them that, Oh, like you have couples leading and, and serving in the church, but sometimes we forget about our singles. I I do. I, I would agree with that. I think that one reason why I'm so passionate about this, I'm interested to see if my passion lies, you know, as I 
continue throughout life, but I'm very passionate about it because I always felt like I had a hard time finding community. Mm -hmm. um, and I had to basically pursue many different churches in the area just to find a group that had singles that were my age. And so, you know, I think, and I actually, one of my roommates has a group that she started for singles in their thirties and forties, because that is a really, um, like you said, a group that is maybe overlooked and people just don't know quite what to do with. But I will say, you know, something I was gonna say maybe a little bit earlier that I wanna say right now is that being single is not your fault. It is not your fault that you are single. It does not mean that you are, uh, spiritually immature or, or something along those lines. Mm -hmm. um, the only way that singleness is your fault, and this is a story for another day, would be if you desire marriage, but you just sit at home in your room all day, you never leave your house. Mm -hmm. Okay, maybe, maybe that's why you're single, you're not doing anything actively. Mm -hmm. But speaking for the general population here, right, it, it's not your fault. It, it's not um, like you've done something wrong. And that's why you're single. Right. And I think like you said, that's we can get we can get into that too. Like in the in the when you go into our dating part mm -hmm. of the you know, practical tips of what to do when you desire to be in a relationship. Mm -hmm. But yes, it's not it's not a consequence and it's not a punishment for anything we've done. It's just this is the season you're in. And like we said, it, it is a gift. And actually we can even reference scripture where you know we see that Paul says it's a gift, but um mm -hmm. You know, one one bit of scripture that you constantly see people bring up about singleness is um, in First Corinthians, mm -hmm. chapter seven. And this is a there's a lot in here, but I want to really get into um, just part of it where he talks about um, the season of singleness. Um, he says this. He says this is starting in verse twenty six. He says, "I think that in view of the present distress." It is good for a person to remain as he is. Are you bound to a wife? Do not seek to be free. Are you free from a wife? Do not seek a wife. But if you do marry, you have not sinned. And if a betrothed woman marries, she has not sinned. Yet those who marry will have worldly troubles. And I would spare you that. This is what I mean, brothers and sisters. The appointed time has grown very short. And so we look at this part right here and we're thinking, what does Paul mean by that? That's what I was thinking. I have no idea. And so <laughs> he goes on to say, so he says, the important time has grown very short. From now on, let those who have wives live as though they had none, and those who mourn as though they were not mourning, and those who rejoice as though they were not rejoicing, and those who buy as though they had no goods, and those who deal with the world as though they had no dealings with it. For the present form of this world is passing away. And so I think we look at that, we see different things. Um, you know, ultimately, Paul even mentions, I wish for all of you to be as I am. And he, of course, we know he is single. Now, Paul is not saying that marriage is bad. In fact, there's plenty of scripture where he talks about the beauty of marriage. And, and, the, and, and it's um, what's great about marriage, but he also does talk about the beauty of singleness. Hmm. And so we can get into all this here. But... Um, you know, really getting into what is good about singleness, what's great about singleness, you know, what are some things that you think about? What are some of the great things about singleness? I think, number one, I, for me, it was a time for me to really pursue God. Mm -hmm. It was a time for me to pursue him on my own, right? Because, you know, looking towards um, 
be married one day, I will be pursuing Christ alongside of my husband, which will be a, a beautiful joy when that happens. But I had the opportunity to press into God and really get to know him. I um, mean, have this relationship with him on my own. Mm-hmm. And I think that that was a really special and unique thing about singleness. I have time to do that. I have time to spend in the word, time to spend with him that maybe when I have kids running around, I won't have as much time. And so I think that that's one thing for me um, that I really enjoyed about singleness. What about you? Well, I was going to say, I like that. I think mm-hmm. that Paul mentions that too, where like you, like you said, talking about pursuing Christ and I think ultimately the most important thing we have to do as singles is come to a point in our lives where we can say, you know, that I will find joy and satisfaction and happiness in Christ. Mm-hmm. Christ is what makes me whole. Christ is what completes my life. Um, mm-hmm. And until you get to that point, I would say you're not ready for a relationship because you will be making an idol of that relationship. You will seek that relationship to bring you that that joy and that happiness that only Christ can give you. And so I, and I even think that, that Paul says that here where he says, he says, from now on, let those who have wives live as though they have none, and those who mourn as though they were not mourning, and those who rejoice as though they were not rejoicing, those who buy as though they had no goods, and those who deal with the world as though they had no dealings with it. He's saying there, well, uh, two things. One, if you are if you are married, if you have a wife, do not boast in that because you're making an idol of that relationship. Mm. Same way, if you're mourning, do not do not mourn in your singleness because you are making an idol of, of wanting to be in a relationship. Mm. He says, well, the form of this world is passing away, that everything we have here, including our relationships and our marriages, are, are temporary. They're on this earth that one day we'll be in heaven and we will experience a greater joy than we've ever known. Um, we'll experience a family like no family we w- could ever experience here on earth mm-hmm. uh, one day. And that's exciting. That should give us hope as well. Mm-hmm. But I think he is saying that that cry, we find our happiness, true joy and happiness in mm-hmm. Christ. But I, and I think I agree with what you were saying on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's true. Cause I think, you know, in, this is just me being very honest right now. Mm-hmm. I think that even as um, I've been in a relationship with you, that's one thing that I often have to pray and think about is, am I putting Zach on a pedestal above Christ right now? Or is mm-hmm. Christ really Lord of my life, right? And so it's something that um, if you are struggling with that in your singleness, if you're struggling to put God first, then you're really going to struggle when you're in a relationship with somebody because um it is, it's hard to not want to put that person on a pedestal, but you just can't because ultimately um, the only person that, sh- person that should be at the top of mind for you is Christ. The person who completes you is Christ because that person is not perfect. That person cannot complete you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, um, you know, ultimately Christ is the only one, like you said, mm-hmm. that can complete us. And I think another thing that I love about singleness is just the fact that you have, and I think we, t- I talked about this on the podcast with Alana at one point too, but just the fact that you can go and travel, you can go and do things, you can do all this stuff, and you don't have to think about your husband, for me, my husband, or for you, your wife, or your children, you just go and do what the Lord is calling you to do without having to consider those factors, which is a really unique thing. 
Yeah, and I, I, didn't, I could even look back at um, even my, my younger adult years, which I say younger, my, my, my mid-20s, where I was, You're old. I was working, I'm, oh yeah, I'm old. <laughs> I was actually at an event a couple of weeks ago and met a girl from my hometown of Florence, South Carolina. And so uh, represent, and and she um, was asking me what year I graduated from high school, and I told her, and she said, "Oh wow, you're old." <laughs> she was like younger than me, and so I was like, "Whoa, I'm old-ish, but I'm not old." But can I give a quick side note for a second? I love these at Florence, South Carolina, because I have somebody one time that you were from Italy when I told them that you were from Florence mm-hmm. and they're like you're dating an Italian man and I was like yeah no <laughs> nope, sorry to disappoint you better than an Italian man in well, I do appreciate that I appreciate Wait, it. that is a quick side note it's hard to yeah. get off track it's okay it's okay saying. I'll bring it I'll bring us back we're talking about <laughs> traveling and so yeah so there were times where I got to go on a mission trip to Haiti I went to Peru. I got to go to New York City. Um, I got to plan a mission trip uh, at Myrtle Beach. Mm-hmm. And so, in all in every for all those trips, you know, I had to go. Yeah, let me check with my supervisor see if I can get off of work. But then outside of that, you know, I didn't have to check. Like, oh, let me check with my wife. Or no, I have kids. I have ball games. I have other commitments. I didn't have that. And so, yeah, like certainly, when you're married and has a family, you can still go on mission trips, serve the Lord. Um, that definitely does not change. No. But I do think that, yes, there is definitely a freedom that comes in singleness where it is easier for you to sometimes do those things, go on that mission trip or um, take part in that project when you, you only have to worry about yourself, mm-hmm. essentially. Mm-hmm. You know, really for me, I knew I had to change my boss and that was it. I did talk to my mom about it and mom would say, oh, it makes me a little nervous. But ultimately... I was the adult, oh, made the decision for herself. Yeah. So ultimately, like, I made the decision for myself and mm-hmm. I didn't have to worry about anybody else. So, yeah. There, that is a great part about singleness is yes, like, you um, had the freedom to do those things. And I think that's what I would want to encourage people with is, is uh, just make the most of this time and don't waste this time. Yeah. Singleness. Well, you know, this is really a preparation time. Mm-hmm. And this is something that um, we've talked a lot about. But, um, one of my favorite quotes I read in this book one time that said, you know, you want to be the person that who you are looking for is looking for. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, one thing in singleness, I think it's very important is really um, reading the word and think who has God called me to be? Who has God called us to be, right? Um, so thinking about the fruits of the Spirit in Galatians, right? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Um, thinking about seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, right? And what does that really look like? And then thinking, am I doing that effectively myself? Mm-hmm. And then if that's what you want from another person, you know, you have to think about, are you effectively doing that? Right. And so it's a preparation time and then saying, okay, I am effectively doing this. And so I'm looking for that in somebody else and just really preparing yourself for that person. Right. Yeah. yeah. And I, think, I think we did a pretty good job of that. We met each other that mm-hmm. we both were, we were excited about getting to know someone and getting to know each other. Mm-hmm. At the same time, we were both, content people in our singleness and we were already obeying obeying the lord and following the lord and that made things so much easier yes in fact if it had not had it not been that way i think it would have been very very challenging if not impossible for us to have had yeah a good relationship idea of what we were 
looking for and what we, you know, we're looking for in a person um, that could, we could potentially marry one day and, and things like that. And um, we'll talk about that more in the next podcast, but really, mm-hmm. you know, I think that that's the other thing is, is really, this is a time for you to prepare and to be praying about, you know, what kind of person um, would be a good fit for me? What kind of person um, would be a good fit for me? And how can I be a good fit for that person? Right. And so I think that this is just really a preparation time. You're never going to get this time back. Like once you get married, you can't prepare marriage because <laughs> you're married. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you really need to press in and you know, try to learn and ask the Lord what he's trying to teach you, you know, go to mentors, things like that. Um, I do want to pivot if you're okay with sure. that and maybe talk a little bit about the practical sense, right? Because we've yeah. talked a lot about like what does the Bible say, kind of like what we think about singleness or some of the misconceptions around it. But say that my, I'm a guy, so mm-hmm. I'm like your guy friend. I don't know, I'll go with the name Jimmy or something. Jimmy or Bubba. <laughs> Yeah, Bub, Bubba. Bubba. Oh, hey, Bubba, Bubba Gump. Okay. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so Bubba, my name's Bubba, and I come to you, and I'm like, hey, dude. Okay. Dude. Um, yes, because you say dude a lot when you're with your friends. Okay, I, so. I, I do, and I'm oldish, so I guess I say dude. Right. <laughs> so, hey, bro. What's up? Bro. But, hey, dude, I'm really struggling with singleness, and I just, honestly, at this point, I just, I plan to give up. I, I just can't do it anymore. Um. I mean, is this your gap voice? Any recommendation? Okay, stop. <laughs> no. Okay. Okay. Just tell me. Yeah. Right. Well, well, I think. We're giving up. Okay. <laughs> yeah, <anyway. laughs> we're gonna work on. We're gonna practice Anna's um, guy voice, and you will not be, and you will not be hearing my my girl voice, uh, my girlfriend voice. But <laughs> yeah, I think we'll split. Let's let's pivot and on a serious note here. Mm-hmm. Let's kind of re- re- go back to what I said before that one. You have to come to a place where you acknowledge that that you will find joy and contentment mm. and you are complete by Christ yeah. and not a relationship. I think that's the most important one of the most important mm. things in itself is you've got to come to that place before you're ready for a relationship. Because mm. if you're not, then you're gonna base all your happiness on that relationship. Yeah. Um, like I said, I, one thing I would say is don't waste this time, don't waste this season. Um, and I had I've had friends that even me for a little while, you know, and, you know, for a brief, brief season, but um, where you see it with friends too, you get so tired of this season of singleness. You get so bitter about it that it can almost just hinder um, just your ministry as a single person. Because what people see is they go, he's so tired of being single. He just wants to be married and, and move on with his life. And, you know, how sad to, to, Go through go through singleness with, with that mindset, um, and you know to one day be married and go. I wish I had taken more advantage of the opportunities I had when I was single. Um, and like we talked about, um, serving in the church for me, like I've I've been to like on mission trips to Peru, Haiti. Um, I had groups in my house that um, like Bible studies during the week and prayer nights and prayer dinners that we could get together. And I can still do those things now, but certainly me and you dating each other has, you know, given me more commitments during the week mm-hmm. where just like tonight, we're sitting here together, just me and you. Yeah. And, um, and which is great. I love it. But <laughs> it is. 
<laughs> yeah. Sorry. yeah. But, I mean, but yeah, I don't have as many free nights as I did. And so there is less of a chance to do things like um, sometimes where you can just have people over or like, mm -hmm. let's get a bunch of guys together and we'll pray together. Um, but I think that gets into the next good point is community and fellowship and friendship. Um, building a good base of friends and, and friendships of like-minded Christians that can give you, um, you can um, seek for, for wise counsel, um, hold each other accountable. And I even think like you've seen it where you have the friend who maybe they get in a relationship and then, and then they disappear for a while and you're like, what happened to that person? They just fell off the face of the earth. And then you find out they're single again, and then they come back and want to hang out with you all the time. And uh, that's not a, always a great place to be at either. I think it's important before you even start dating is to get a, a solid, good group of friends and um, good friendships. And I know, like, that's one thing I looked for when I met you was, oh, she has a lot of good friends. It's not, she's not just going to want to hang out with me all the time because we both need fellowship. Like I need fellowship with guys, you need fellowship with, mm -hmm. with women, and that's important. And also, um, no, I was just gonna say I just want to camp here for just a second mm -hmm. because community is really important. And I mean, we did a whole podcast about this, so obviously we're not gonna talk about this for the next twenty minutes or anything like that. But, but give that podcast a listen. Yes, make sure you do. But I just wanted to camp here for just a second. Sure. The reason is because. You know, if you think about it, community is so important to God, right? Because mm -hmm. Jesus talks all about unity. One of the last things he talks about, or I think it was actually the last thing they talked about before he ascended back into heaven, was about the importance of unity and, and them being in unity with one another. And so why would he talk about that if it wasn't important to him that as a community of believers, we are unified, right? Mm -hmm. And so... Um, community is very important to God, and I believe it should be very important to us. And, um, you know, I think that for me, when I was at some of my lowest points in my single season, my community was really made an impact. And those are the people that I turned to when I needed people um, or when I needed just encouragement, um, when I needed something fun to do um when i just needed to get my mind off of my situation my community um the, they were the ones that really uh just brought me out of a bad place and so you know i just want to say that you know in order to have community though you do have to pursue it we talk about that in the community podcast but you've got to make sure that you're actively um, pursuing those friendships. And I think that um, we talked about this at the beginning, but the church struggles a little bit with singleness and maybe the people who are past 25, you know, they kind of start to struggle with where do we place these people in church? And mm -hmm. I jumped around from group to group to group until I finally came to yours. It's funny because I ended up meeting you in that group. But, you know, you just, it's important to keep pursuing that, to keep pursuing people in the same stage. Um, and things like that as you are, because you guys can really encourage each other in the season. And so I just want to say that before we moved on, because I, I think it's very, very important. Mm, that's good. Yeah. And I also think we talk about friendship, but also mentorship, just seeking mm. good mentorship. And I think especially it was nice to have, you know, a mentor who, 
for them, they have been single and then they were married. And so you have someone that can offer perspective from both sides. Mm. So I think a lot of times, you know, when you're single, you think, oh, I would just be happy if I was in a relationship. And then for someone who's married, they're sitting there saying, you know, like, man, I wish I, you know, like enjoyed my singleness more. You need to enjoy this time. Don't rush into it. Mm -hmm. And so you have both sides there where they, from the outside looking in or for in hindsight, they can see, oh, there is beauty in singleness. Mm -hmm. There is, it is a gift to be single. And so I think that's what it's nice to have is that mentorship as yeah. well. And I think ultimately one thing we can do too is pray. We ultimately mm -hmm. can pray for, we know that God knows who we're going to marry if that is his will for our lives, but praying, praying for patience, for wisdom, mm -hmm. praying that we will continue just to grow in our relationship with him, Yeah, that we will become more like Christ, that we will become the kind of people that we need to be, the future wives, future husbands that we need to be mm -hmm. for that person when they come. Yeah. And, you know, I've been, um, praying for my future spouse since I was probably like 12 or 13. Very specifically, I have um, like journals and, you know, papers and things like that where I've written down prayers and it's just straight scripture that I'm praying for that person. And so, you know, I think that this is just such um, an important time. And I think that one thing about prayer that people often don't think about is that prayer can be so encouraging to your heart when you're struggling. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't know if you've ever been in a situation where you're really just having a hard time and then maybe you whispered a prayer like, Jesus, just help me, or Jesus, I just, I don't want to feel anxious right now. And it just really encourages your heart when you start to pray. And so I think that if you're struggling with being single, uh, maybe praying for that person or praying that the Lord brings a friend into your life that's in that same season or something, um, I think that that will just really encourage your heart in that time. And, you know, I think that prayer is just such an important thing in so many different aspects of life, but especially in singleness. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that was great. I love talking about singleness today. <laughs> yeah. and, and I'm excited to talk about dating too. That might be our uh, next episode. I can't wait. Um, especially because we are complete novices to that subject, but <laughs> excited for us to talk a little bit about our experience in especially that transition because yeah. i don't think that people think about that transition from singleness into dating much but it's certainly a bad say dating into singleness singleness into dating mm -hmm. um because it's certainly a big transition yeah it is so anyway but all right i normally ask you what your favorite is but we've already done that with you you've already been on this podcast twice so mm -hmm. no more of that but earlier you were talking about the gift that nobody wants. You said that <laughs> singleness is that gift that no one wants, yeah. right? Which we know is not true, but but yes, yes. Though, like you said. And so on the subject of gifts, mm -hmm. what is the gift that you got that you did not want? Whether it's for Christmas, Valentine's, your birthday, I don't care. You know, just what's the gift that you didn't <laughs> want they got? <laughs> I will say that almost all the gifts I have received, I have liked and enjoyed and I appreciated. Um, the worst one, I actually did not receive it. I said, I can't take this gift. Was um, It was a few years ago at my, at my former job. Um, I had a patient that wanted to, well, she asked me this. She said, if I bring you a present, will you keep it? And I said, well, that depends on what the gift is. And she told my receptionist. My receptionist came over and said, 
she wants to get you a guinea pig. It's like, a guinea pig. pig. Yes. And she wanted to give me a guinea pig for my gift. And so I was thinking, I can't take a guinea pig. Like, I can't take an animal and take care of it. Not a guinea pig. I have not heard this before, guys. This shock is mm -hmm. true. Wow. This is crazy to think. Especially because I ate one in Peru. So now it's now it's weird to think about me having a pet guinea pig for he, myself. He had taken it. He was just eating it. No, it, it, it would not be acceptable in the United States, though. But, but yes, that would be the one gift that, that I um, <laughs> did not want. How about you? You know what? I don't know if this really counts as a gift that I was given I didn't want. But, you know, there's like white elephant parties you end up with a random thing. Mm -hmm. That was me and the ceramic dolphins. So was I ended up, I hated it so much. I ended up with a squirrel ornament. And if you know me at all, I do not like squirrels. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to those who are squirrel lovers. I don't like them. I didn't know that about and you. And so I was given the squirrel, or I ended up with the squirrel, because nobody else wanted it. Mm. And I was so mad, because right before I had the squirrel, somebody stole from me an angel. An angel, and it was beautiful. And so I ended up with the squirrel ornament. I gave one of my coworkers a squirrel ornament one year. Oh, really? And they all laughed at it. <laughs> They laughed about it. So maybe it was, yeah, maybe it's just the squirrel thing. It's not a good gift. It's mm -hmm. not a good gift, guys. But anyway. Do the squirrels at my house bother you? I get, we get a lot of squirrels at the pool. No, it's okay. I mean, they don't bother me. There's just a lot, especially at my parents' house growing up. And I just, I don't know what it is. Interesting. <laughs> so we need to work on this squirrel phobia, folks. We'll keep you updated on that. But yep. yeah, thanks for having me on again. Uh, and uh, excited to record and talk about dating here soon. So y'all stay tuned. All right. Bye, guys. Bye.